everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. We may soon see a WWE without any McMahon. Is this, could this be classified if this is true and it does happen? This would have to be the most shocking one after it looks like Vince was probably the one who who really instituted and helped put this whole thing together. Welcome to another WrestleChat podcast, my friends. Thanks so much for watching on WrestleChat TV, on YouTube, or listening on the free iHeartRadio app. I'm your host. My name is the Ant-Man. Michael Glavin and I both had a, uh, well, we had a different kind of shocked face last week. That was following the return of The Rock on a SmackDown. Backed with shocked faces this week, but for a much different reason. I hate that we're actually starting this podcast off with unfortunate news. Lots of names have been removed from the talent roster at WWE, and probably the most head-scratching would be Dolph Ziggler, and maybe the most shocking, at least right now, would be Matt Riddle? Uh, I'll tell you what, I uh, <clears throat> let's start with Dolph. Uh, Dolph was right down the middle for me. He's expressed his desire to get out of the business. Um, yeah. You know, he's not spent a lot of time on TV. I think as a fan, I'm incredibly disappointed because I think <clears throat> while he had great time at the top as a world champion, I, I think there was still one more left in him. And so fr- from a from a fan standpoint, I really I was really, really disappointed. From a business standpoint, I can't really say it's a bad decision. He only had about a year left on his contract. 
you know, I'm sure there were many conversations behind the scenes about how he's cool just to put people over. He's not worried yep. about being front and center anymore, the whole thing. So it's a bummer, um, uh, you know, on all accounts. And really, as we talk about all these releases, you know, we never, <clears throat> we never want to be misconstrued as celebrating when someone loses their job. That's not what we're talking about here. We, we never, ever, ever are happy that someone has lost their job, but we do also have to acknowledge that there's a business standpoint to it. And I'm sure that most of what we'll be talking about tonight in regards to those releases is more toward the business side than, than the individual side. Certainly. And you know, Dolph was uh, kind of in my eyes, uh, Dolph was a plug and play guy. One who could fill in, you know, at any moment and make any situation work. I personally believe that uh, that's a big loss for WWE because you don't have a ton of those guys. And in fact, they let two of those guys, two of those guys go during this time. Although the, the best guess would be that uh, Dolph will end up moving to AEW if he indeed does still, you know, want to get out there and be active. I think he's only 43 years old. Uh, head to AEW because uh, his brother's already there. And you can team up with your brother and have some fun on what seems to be perceptually a pretty free and loose place to go be creative. And if if Dolph can mix some of his stand up with his real life wrestling ability, I mean, that might be a, a combination that we've never seen in WWE that could work on AEW. Another name that was on that list, too, was Shelton Benjamin. I kind of wonder if Shelton doesn't, you know, end up coming back to WWE at some point in in a booker or producer role. I mean, he kind of seems like a guy who would be really great at explaining how to put together a great match because he could as well. I don't think he ever really connected very well, you know, personality-wise, but bell to bell, I'm not sure that there was a a better guy than Shelton Benjamin inside the ring. Uh, that would be only if 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 uh you know Shelton decided that's what he wanted to do and and not wrestle anymore. I'm not sure at this point with the number of we'll let this one slide. You know, we're going to let this one slide. We're going to take you off TV and we'll let this one slide for Matt Riddle that this was really a shock to find out that he was in I think the last one, the last piece of news that we've heard on who was who was let go in all of this is that a surprise to you uh no it is not and and again i would never rejoice in someone losing their job but if anyone made business sense out of this entire bunch it was matt riddle <laughs> it was matt riddle, and yeah. <laughs> i mean let's just go down let's go down the list i mean first and foremost dude doesn't wear clothes to work i mean my god if we can get a single set of yep. knee pads elbow pads boots something something dude just was not wearing clothes to work in the new wwe corporate setting i think his character was a little bit too true to life mm. and and i've heard rumblings that maybe he's not the most professional guy uh, on screen as off screen now i will never know that because i've not been around him there's probably plenty of people that could refute that if if untrue sure. but yeah. but honestly uh here's here's probably my longer take on it. I think Matt Riddle being released by WWE is the final uh, stamping point of uh, of the end of WWE's experiment with MMA people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we think I about all of them that came through uh, NXT uh, when you were dealing with the, 
anti four horsewomen, you know, all those ladies that came in from uh, from MMA that were subsequently released. You had somebody like Sonia Deville who had this big MMA character for a while and then they subtly pushed that off to the side. Um, there's there's just plenty of of examples why the whole MMA thing does not work in WWE, which is funny considering our present circumstance <laughs> and in the it's idea a clear of these line big super of, shows. Uh, of separation between the two. That's what it is. Just yeah. push them all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, we, if you're talking about him being the last one, there really is one more is Shayna Baszler. And I wonder if you don't see her character more, if that, if that is true, if your if your thought there is true, maybe Shayna yep. either moves back to <laughs> back to UFC or her character changes a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's possible, but even with her, I've noticed that the further and further time goes along, uh, she, she stays distant from that MMA persona. The most we've seen it was in this most recent uh, rivalry with Ronda Rousey, where they yeah. really wanted to play up the MMA status. But, mm-hmm. but, but elsewhere, and, and all of the rest of her character, I mean, she's the queen of spades. She's Shayna Baszler. They don't, they don't talk much about her uh, from a, an MMA standpoint. So uh, I think what we'll do, what we'll see is her character continue to drift uh, closer and closer to a wrestling persona rather than an MMA persona. A uh, few more names on that list. Dana Brooke, Emma, Mansoor, and Mace, Shanky. Any of those catch you off guard or did some of those, did you go, I didn't know they even worked here anymore? Uh, most of them did not catch me off guard. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel bad for Dana Brooke. She wanted it real bad. Uh, she, she really did. And I believe that, you know, a lot of the things that were said about her behind the scenes, that she was a workhorse, uh, that she really did care. She, she was trying, she was pitching ideas. Um, but unfortunately she just never really got over with the crowd. Um, she had a little bit too much of that Rocky Maivia vibe to her and, and it just, it, it never really hit. And so I feel bad for her because she put in the time she put in the work, um, but not surprising at all. As far as everybody else, uh, obviously developmental talent, um, I, I, you know, I think, uh, Matt Cardona said it best, uh, on Twitter. He's like, Hey, this can be the, the worst day of your life, or it can be the best day of your life. And it's yeah. all about what you make of it. And I think we're going to see a lot of these people hit the Indies. And I would not be surprised if we see some of them, you know, back around the curb, uh, or curve, I should say, uh, here in a couple of years, maybe, you know, there is another name that could be out of WWE. And this one might shock some people if you're not keeping up on, on the business side. According to reports, Vince McMahon could actually be out. After the the merger, Vince McMahon could be on in a TKO SEC filing. All of Vince's stock is up for sale. He owns just over 28 million shares, valued at just over $3 billion. TKO also, uh, TKO also said, that's the new company, in a, a regular tour of fi- filing that McMahon's membership on our board could expose us to negative publicity and or have other adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. His membership also may result in additional scrutiny or otherwise exasperate the other risks described herein any of these outcomes could directly or indirectly have adverse financial and operational impact on our business not only have we seen the end of a mcmahon controlled wwe may we we may soon see a wwe without any mcmahon 
is this, could this be classified if this is true and it does happen? This would have to be the most shocking one after it looks like Vince was probably the one who who really instituted and helped put this whole thing together. I, I don't know. I can't say that it's, you know, unforeseen by any stretch of the imagination. Look, Vince, Vince is a smart guy and he knows what situation he's in with his present legal troubles. Um, you know, obviously, whatever the truth is, is very cloudy because uh, when you got money, you can make things cloudy. But but at the end of the day, I don't think the man is stupid, obviously. And whatever happens next, I believe that he knew or has actively discussed the outcome with the powers that be at TKO. I I I don't think it's going to be some bait and switch where it's like, oh, you're telling me I can't be a part of it anymore. Nah, the guy knows what's up. And so it would not surprise me if, um, you know, he was involved to broker the sale. He was going to be the executive chairman to, you know, to make sure the the stock price doesn't plummet in the meantime or to to build that bridge between WWE and and UFC and this merger of TKO. I think his presence during the transition was very, very intentional. I don't think that it could have gone as smoothly as it did without him coming back and being in that role. But now that everything's settled, now that the checks have been cut, there's just one more to cut, and that's to see Vince right off into the sunset with billions, I say with a B and a pinky to the mouth, billions of dollars. <laughs> and it can go out as a heel. Uh, luckily, though, the Manchild Chronicles podcast has not been sold to Endeavor yet. Uh, but you did <laughs> drop a new episode last night. What's in this new episode? Well, it was an interesting episode. Uh, let me tell you why. Because um, this is the first episode in 87, 88 episodes, whatever it is, that one of the core four was not on the episode. Oh, really? Because they were sick. And that guy was this guy. Oh. <laughs> I I got COVID again. And, oh. uh, and, and honestly, like I wasn't experiencing like a lot of symptoms or anything, but I had that COVID fatigue and oh, I was man. just the worst. so tired. And I was like, I was like, man, I, there's no way I can be funny right now. And so I sent the guys a message. I was like, guys, I just can't do it. But they, they stepped up. They did a great episode despite lacking my natural charisma, charm and uh, humor. And uh, they put on a great episode where they played a really, really fun game of a million dollars butt. And if you don't know about that game, it's where you say, hey, I'll give you a million dollars, but you got to deal with this particular situation Ah, in order to take the million dollars. And so I would encourage you guys to check it out. Um, It was a really, really fun episode with those guys. Tons of great laughs. It was a real joy to uh, edit it and to to see all these these funny jokes that came out of it. So you're not going to want to miss it. Thank you for not telling them that you had something to do with the Wrestle Chat podcast and you couldn't be there. So uh, don't make me the, <laughs> the bad guy on that. <laughs> hey, listen, if you if you happen to be watching this episode on YouTube right now, just scroll down to other channels that we love. You'll see the Manchild Chronicles right there. Click on it and hit subscribe. If you're listening on the free iHeartRadio app, check out the show's description for the link. Still, there is more WWE news. It has been a crazy couple of weeks. SmackDown and Fox, they are breaking up. 
The five-year relationship is done next year. SmackDown is going to be moving to Friday nights next October to the USA Network. I remember when you know the Fox deal was announced, they talked about the price tag because it was massive. It was over $1 billion. And the powers that be had some high expectations for SmackDown, I perceived. Now, I have no inside info on this, but just guessing here that the return on investment did not exceed what was coming out of the bank account for Fox. Do you see it being anything more than just not meeting the super high expectations that that Fox may have had? I don't know. Um, That's tough to say without obviously seeing financials. I think that wrestling went through a huge boom, and I think Fox played a role in that. But if I'm being honest, I think we're just now seeing the fruits of the labor that Mm. went into you know, the, the, the fruit of the investment that went into that uh, wrestling is bigger than ever um, and and quite the strange uh, transition uh, to see SmackDown move move away from that. Um, you know, I'm not the professional. I'm not behind the scenes. It seems like a strange um, a strange move on Fox's part. Now, granted, we do know that WWE asked for a significant premium even on top of their previous deal. And um, for people that may or may not understand wrestling, it may have just been a little too much. Um, but if I was if I, if I was the guys at Fox, I'd be a little worried because you're talking, you know, event after event after event is record after record after record right now. And yep. so hopefully Fox doesn't uh, come to regret this decision. But nonetheless, um, it's not the first time we've seen uh, these deals come and go and wrestling will carry on. I know the new deal with NBC Universal includes four specials for NBC, for network NBC each year, but it it's also the end of the current deal for Raw and NXT just at the end of the month before, at the end of September next year. There's a lot of talk that Disney Plus or Amazon or, or both are interested in Raw. Amazon has done huge, huge numbers with Thursday night football with the NFL, uh, you know, with the majority of people cutting the cord and and really streaming all of their content anyway via you know like youtube tv or hulu is it a stretch to think that raw on a streaming service wouldn't succeed you know i'm not sure at at first at first thought it's like man how do you how do you catch the casual fan Uh, but at the same time as you pointed out with so many people cutting the cord i mean for instance with me uh i have uh hulu tv and the only thing that I use it for is wrestling. <laughs> and so <Yeah>. otherwise <laughs> I, I stream every other bit of my content. And so yeah. um, it from from a from a logic standpoint, you go, man, how are you going to catch that casual fan that's just scrolling through the channels if that's a thing sure. anymore? Um, and, you know, they see something cool happening, the set, the lights, the LED wall, the, the characters, the spectacle. Um, but at the same time, is that really a factor anymore? Um, yeah. So with with wrestling more present in our lives than arguably ever before, you know, is that WWE being ahead of the game yet again? I mean, I remember when uh, when uh, the network was announced, people were like, oh, my gosh, this isn't going to be a thing. This is a terrible idea. You know, there were very few people uh, that thought it was smart. And at the end of the day, one thing led to another and you've got. WWE programming operating on a premium, uh, you know, on streaming platforms. And so um, uh, it's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it plays out. 
Well, you know, I, th- I think a case could be made that more people tune in, a casual, more casual fans tune in from social media presence than they do just surfing, surfing TV. You know, if they move Raw to another night, that's where I think most fans would have an issue. Listen, we don't abandon Saturdays in college football. We may add a day or two, especially at the beginning of the season, a uh, Friday. You know, the week zero of college football, there's Friday, Thursday and Friday games or something like that. On Sundays, we don't abandon Sundays for pro football. Now, there are, you know, every other day of the week for pro football. But I think if you change too much with Raw, i.e. you move it to a Tuesday or a Wednesday, plus you change it to a streaming service, that's where the issue could arise. Although I don't hate the sound of Wednesday night raw. I think that Tony Khan <laughs> might, but I sure don't. Yep. Speaking of streaming and AEW, a word this week is that AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are close to inking a deal that would bring AEW's pay-per-views to HBO Max. Uh, guessing, you know, much like WWE and Peacock and that relationship with AEW moving to 12 premium live events each year. Is this the move that you personally think AEW needs to stay competitive in the top tier professional wrestling world? You know, I'm not sure. We, we've talked a lot about uh, AEW's storytelling and the way they approach their product and, and at first listen, there's, there's two sides of me. The WWE person in me is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's great. But then when I tangibly look at AEW, they're putting on a pay-per-view every Wednesday night. And, and so it's, for me, it's like, what else are you going to do? I mean, unless you start, uh, you know, going the WWE route that you're, I, I hate to say it, watering down the weekly product to benefit the monthly product, um, okay, but I think part of what AEW has going for it is the fact that you can tune into AEW and any given week, you're going to see something that did not waste your time. And yeah. so I'm a little nervous about what the implications are, because from a business standpoint, you know, somebody walks up to Tony Khan and says, hey, man, I'm going to give you X million, billion dollars, whatever. And we want to put some pay-per-views on HBO Max. It's the same thing he said with Collision. He's like, I wasn't looking for a Saturday, but if they're going to give me money for it, I'll give them a Saturday. <laughs> sure. And, and so, not? you know, at the at the same time, you know, what, what does that do to the product? Uh, you know, I would argue some of the most golden days of wrestling pay-per-views were in that kind of 90s early 2000s era when you were paying 60 bucks for a pay-per-view but because you were paying 60 bucks for a pay-per-view you got your money's worth every time and and so uh so there's a lot of threads to follow in something like this it's going to be a great business decision but my question is what does it do to the content well, I know one of the shows that they want to add to that 12-show lineup every year is Grand Slam. And uh, it's taken place over the last three years at Author Ash Stadium in New York. They stretch it out over a Wednesday to uh, Friday's Rampage. We saw some big things happen there this week. Some good, some were not so good. I'll start off with the good, especially since we started this podcast with The Unfortunate. So we'll start this with the good. We do have a new Ring of Honor world champion. This is big. Congrats to Eddie Kingston. He beat Claudio Castagnoli in a title versus title match. Um, 
Eddie Kingston having a New Japan. I don't remember which title it is, but he has a New Japan title, and so it was it was title for title. And now he's he's got two belts. These two are a great example of how you turn real life heat into money. Do you think that Tony could stand to use this scenario that they they just exemplified on television and in this storyline as an example to the guys in the locker room? Absolutely. Uh, I, I think this is the uh, for lack of a better way to say it, the coming of age story and mixing, you know, kayfabe and reality, if, yeah. you, if you will, in the AEW. You know, we've seen Vince do it for years. For me, uh, some of the most notable ones, you take uh, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. You've got Matt sure. Hardy and Edge. You've got, you know, oh, some, yeah. some of these situations where where there was real life issues and it was spun into pure gold and only the way a McMahon could. And... Uh, and, and it's interesting to see that happen on the AEW side now. And I, I think um, one of the things that I respect most about the wrestling business um, that honestly you don't see in any other combat or impact sport that you can just hate a guy. But there's there's a certain amount of honor that comes in when you know that you're going to do everything possible to protect that guy when you get yeah. into the ring together. And if you don't, you become an exile in the community of, of, you know, professional wrestling. And so um, it's cool to see that, uh, that tension turned into something great. But I do think it's a message to the locker room that says, Hey, if, if you've got, if you've got beef with somebody, great, let's put it on TV and let's, let's make some money off of it. Something else that we saw was the crowning of a new international champion. Big congratulations to Ray Phoenix, although a very unfortunate ending to this match uh from everything i heard him winning that title was not the plan when they started that match but moxley suffered a concussion during the match then after rick knox didn't count john's shoulders to the mat and what was the most blatant exposure of the business is like i we'll get into that in a second but ray ends up giving john moxley that sit down over the shoulder pile driver that it looks dangerous in the first place and then you see his head contact the mat and you see the compression of his spine it looked like it, it, it i mean it nearly broke john's neck we've seen several maneuvers that you know we as fans have perceived to be unsafe one in particular was with the match with omega and osprey i know wwe has some moves that they have banned these are moves that you can't do in matches in WWE. Do you think it's time to institute maybe a little list for AEW? Absolutely. You know, uh, immediately when I saw that match where my brain went to was back in the day with, um, I believe it was Owen Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold. It was Owen yeah. or Brad. I can't, re I can't remember. It was but, Owen. Uh, yeah. But it was Owen. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, with the sit down DDT brain buster, whatever that was, and Steve just slipped a few inches too far uh, down between Owen's legs and, and just got his spine compressed and, you know, the ramifications over over decades. And uh, and we saw the the echo of that in this exact move, too, in that man just sitting down a little too far. And and it to be honest, it's not worth it. And so, yes, we should absolutely be banning moves, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, as the world continues to learn more about CTE and head injuries and all, all this type of stuff, 
man, my entertainment and my shock of, of a, of a maneuver is not worth somebody else's health. And so, um, I, I know that, that, that everybody agreed to do that. And it's something that, you know, 99.9% of the time goes well, but man, when, when you're dealing with that 0.01 chance that you can just mess up somebody's life, like let's, let's work as safe as we can in a dangerous sport. It changed Steve Austin's life and his his career. That was a uh, it was supposed to be a tombstone where you go to your knees, and Owen went to his butt like a normal pile driver. And when you do that, faced uh, the opposite way, your head's you know two inches below your butt, and uh, that's why Steve's head hit the mat. There's also you know a rule in WWE that if a ref can count to three. Because the talent doesn't kick out, he counts to three. I just thought that that was like standard through all of pro wrestling. And if that was the only thing Rick Knox had missed recently, I'm sure many would just let it slide. But there is a lot there that he was responsible for that many are saying should cost him some time. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I know it's easy to blame the ref, but I mean, there was a lot of things that went, yeah, he should have caught this and we should have ended this. And we definitely should have counted to three when his shoulders stayed on the mat and the dude didn't move. What do you think here? Yeah. Again, I don't ever want to uh, speak in a way where I don't put myself in that situation. And so being Rick, like, Hey man, I've, I got, I got this job. I'm trying to feed my family, trying to do all this stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the career path after getting fired as a professional wrestling referee is. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but it doesn't seem like a long trail of opportunities. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, do, do I believe that, um, do I believe that something needs to happen you know, in terms of, you know, is he still a ref? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to consider there in terms of the performance as a referee. I don't ever want to see anybody lose their job, especially when they're established in the professional wrestling business. But, sure. you know, sometimes you can find other roles for people that make a little bit more sense. Uh, but there there was a lot missed in that match. And, uh, man, just just absolutely scary um, to, to see that stuff happen. I hope I hope John is okay, and I'm sure by the time that we upload this video to YouTube and the audio to iHeart, more is going to change in the world of, of professional wrestling. If it does, we're going to be there with you chatting about it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at WrestleChatTV. That's all the time that we've, uh, we've got this week. For Michael Glavin, I'm the Ant-Man, and we're going to see you next week here on the WrestleChat Podcast. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. 
For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.